Amen. And uh, I've asked Brother Stone for a project for next year for Bearing Precious Seed. We try to do a couple of missions projects every year, and we didn't do a Bearing Precious Seed one this year, but we thought maybe next year we'd like to get involved in that again. And so you'd be in prayer with God to lay on your heart, Brother Stone, the Faithman Quartet are confirmed for the man up, and then they'll be here with us for our spring revival, and we're looking forward to that. Uh, let me tell you a story real quick. This isn't Sunday. This is a, a fun night. And so let me share a little story about Brother Stone real quick. Um, his mom, as you know, uh, comes here to the church, her, her, his mom and dad, and and uh, she's suffering with Alzheimer's and, and failing in her memory. And so I had a picture of Pastor Stone on my phone that I kept on my phone just so that I could show her once in a while. Uh, because, you know, he only sees her every couple of weeks. And I wanted her to, who's this, you know? And, oh, it's my son. And someday she wouldn't remember. And I said, well, that's your son. And I tried to, just trying to help. And uh, one day they had the pancake breakfast over here. I guess it was in March. And, and I went over. And I thought, well, so I sat with Bob and B. Stone. And I thought, it'd be fun, instead of just pulling the picture up this time, I'm going to FaceTime Al, and he could talk to her. And so I FaceTimed him, and he came up, and she thought it was a picture. She didn't know. She couldn't hear with the people talking that it was a FaceTime call, so a video chat. And uh, she looked at that, and she was sharp that day. She knew right away who it was. And she says, oh, why would you show me that? I'm just about to eat my lunch. Why would you show me that? That's my son, and I love him, but he's ugly. And she's showing everybody, isn't that ugly? And he's on there going, Mom, Mom. It was awesome. I wish she could have been there. Fantastic. How many of you believe Al Stone needs to be humbled once in a while? Amen. <laughs> it was awesome, yeah. Well, our preacher's night's brother Mike Clark. We love him, and we appreciate so much uh, his ministry. And, uh, you know, I, I'm thrilled. Here's... here's this is the best way I can express how much I trust their church and their ministry. I send my daughter there to go to school. I wouldn't send my daughter to just anybody. So, Brother Clark, you come preach to us tonight. Good evening. Good evening. It's good to see you all. Genesis chapter 6 in the Word of God tonight. And we appreciate you having our family here. And we're looking forward to... The rest of this evening, then tomorrow morning service, and then tomorrow evening, I believe we're going to do a lot of singing tomorrow night. Is that right, preacher? And uh, I don't know if that means there'll be a lot of empty pews or what, but uh, we're going to sing and testify from the Word of God for most of the service tomorrow night. But uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for your friendship. Congratulations to your church on 85 years, and uh, what a wonderful, wonderful testimony this church has really throughout Canada, but then also throughout the United States. And so uh, the Lord is good to you. I understand it's 823. I'm not going to preach long tonight. I'm going to give you three points from a sermon. Was that three? I'm going to give you three points from a sermon from Genesis chapter number six. I'll tell you what, they give you a tough job. Raining, bring you into a warm building after you've eaten a great meal. And then you're supposed to stay awake. All right. And that is not an easy job. Some of you preachers know about that. And so uh, I, I appreciate you being here. Genesis chapter number six. We'll tell you a little bit more about ourselves tomorrow. But let's get into the word of God tonight. And uh, the Lord is good. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you for your blessings. God, I pray that you would speak to our hearts through your word. Lord, we'll thank you for all that you do. I thank you for these faithful members. Lord, I thank you for what you've done here. The lighthouse that this church has been here in Simcoe, but then, Lord, also as they've reached out to others, as we hear about bearing precious seed and other works. And thank you for Pastor Fury and the ones that were here before, God, for this 85 years of this church. And, 
Lord, I pray that you'd speak to our hearts through the word tonight. Thank you for those that are visiting here tonight. And thank you for the faithful church members. And I pray, God, that every one of us would hear from you. We'll praise you for it. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Genesis chapter 6, we have the story of a famous man, and the man's name is Noah. If you've been, sir. Yes, sir. I'm not afraid of Pastor Fury, but I'm afraid of Brother Rob. Do I have it right or no? Is that right? Good? You too. There you go. I appreciate Brother Rob. He comes down and uh, helps with the summit and brings his equipment. And thousands of people have been helped because of the live streaming and recording that have been done. And so uh, praise the Lord for that. We still good or is it moving on me? We're good? All right. Genesis 6, Noah. All right. Let's look at this story. Genesis chapter 6. And uh, notice verse 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And if you were honest tonight, you'd say it's similar today. It's, it's the same in the United States as it is in Canada, as it is in Europe. And, and, and just God saw in, in Noah's day that it was wicked. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Isn't it amazing how this world takes just about everything and finds a way to do something wrong with it? You probably have a, a smartphone, many of you, many of you don't, but you know what? Nothing wrong with an iPhone, nothing wrong with a smartphone, but you know what they've done? They've put bad things on iPhones. You know what they've done on the internet? They've put bad things on the internet. Television, nothing wrong with it, but they've put things that the imagination, right? Bad things on, you turn on the radio, you can hear bad things. It's like nothing wrong with the radio, nothing wrong with the television, nothing wrong with an iPhone, but it seems like man touches things and makes them evil. And that's what was happening in Noah's day. And it repented the Lord, verse 6, 6, 6. It had repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. And can I say this sin ought to grieve you also. God looked down and by the way, God's looking down tonight. And he saw how wicked it was and it just grieved his heart. Notice this. And the earth was corrupt, verse 11. That word corrupt means rotten, putrid, Tainted, And the earth was corrupt before God. And the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. And all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. God's looking down. He's saying, what have you done? Things are just so evil. So what's God going to do in verse 13? He's going to bring judgment. And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. And we know what God's going to do. He's going to wrap it up. He's going to send a flood. God looks down and he says, boy, I'll tell you what, man has just become so ungodly, so wicked. And, and there's violence down there and they're just doing wrong. And, and, and so God is going to wrap it up. But you know what? As God looked down and just saw bad, 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 wrong, corrupt, uh, uh, vile, evil, what? He saw something a little bit different as he looked down. And something stood out to God. If you would look at the first verse of chapter 7. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. Watch this. For thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Church, listen to me. God's looking down tonight from heaven. And sadly in this world... He sees much evil, and it grieves him at his heart, just like it did in Noah's day. 
But as God looked down, he saw someone who looked different than the rest of the crowd. And that man's name was Noah and Noah's family. I'm going to preach tonight on just a few minutes on this subject. Do you look different? Do you look different? Now, I've arrived in Canada last night about one in the morning and I drove down the street and and things look different to me. All right. Your bank is a little bit different. It says TD Bank of Canada. All right. Ours is not of Canada. Your gas station. Do you call it gas or petroleum? Gas. Thank you. All right. I, I noticed that was different. I ordered something on my menu today that I've never ordered in my life. What was it, preacher? Yeah, that bacon stuff that begins with the letter P, all right? Uh, that's what I had, and it was awesome. But you know what? Some things are different that I've not experienced before. God looked down, and he saw this entire world, but then he saw Noah, and Noah looked different to God. Noah stood out to God. By the way, Jesus Christ said when he comes back in Luke chapter 17, He's going to come back to this earth when things are just like they were in Noah's day. He said, when it gets really bad like it was in Noah's day, that's when I'm coming back. And Noah was there, and as God looked down, he saw Noah, and Noah looked different. Noah stood out. Can I say this? As God's people, we ought to stand out. If this world truly is getting more and more evil and more and more ungodly, and we are the children of God, we ought to stand out. To God. Did you ever see someone who was a Christian before and they just kind of stood out to you? Sometimes you go to a restaurant. We don't get it much. If you go down south in the United States, a lot more Christians down there. But sometimes you go to a restaurant and you'll notice someone at another table and they'll bow their head and pray before they eat. And you know what? They stand out because of that. Sometimes you'll be somewhere in a store and maybe somebody will have a Bible verse on their shirt. Or a bumper sticker on their car. And it stands out to you because it's different than the rest of this world. And and, and you notice that. I remember one day I was at Dunkin' Donuts. We don't have Tim Hortons, but we have Dunkin' Donuts. Do you have Dunkin' Donuts here? Some say yes, some say no. Not too many, hope not. Tim Horton fan, all right? Uh, but, but I was at Dunkin' Donuts and this one lady walks up to me and, and I'm just standing there getting ready to get my, my coffee and she says, you're a Christian, aren't you? And I just had a pair of jeans on and sneaks and I thought, what do I have on? I said, I am. What makes you ask that? She said, you just look like it. I thought, all right, that's kind of weird. All right, but uh, because I, I didn't know why she was saying it, but, but I just stood out to her. Sometimes there's people that stand out. Noah stood out to God for a good reason. I had a friend of mine, his name was Justin, and sadly, Justin's father was murdered in Easton, Pennsylvania. His, he was a pastor, Pastor Joe Thompson. Pastor Joe was taking a walk on a Saturday night, praying, getting ready for the service the next day. And a young man had gotten in a fight with his girlfriend and he had drug issues. And he walked up behind Pastor Joe and put a put a gun to the back of his head, told him to get on the ground. And Pastor Joe did. And he blew his brains out. And he had seven young children. And Justin was one of those. Well, a new pastor came in. And as the kids got a little bit older, they just find it very difficult to stay in their home church so they started to go to some different churches good kids good kids and Justin wound up going to an all-black church he happened to be a white gentleman but he he went to an all-black church and they loved Justin and uh and he loved them and by the way can I say this Jesus Christ takes care of racism that's for sure and uh so so Justin wound up in this all-black church and not only did he attend the church but he also sang in the choir 
And not only did he just sing in the choir, but they put him dead smack in the middle of the choir. And it's an entire black choir and Justin right in the middle. And I kid you not, they nicknamed him Spot. All right. And that's what they called Justin. And they didn't mean anything unkind by it. When he was late, where's Spot? When he was absent, where's Spot? He's missing today. Oh, Spot's away. He won't be here. And that was Justin. He stood out in that choir. Trust me, you could see him. Let me ask you this. As God looks down from heaven today, do you stand out? Do you look different? Do I look different? Again, as this world is increasingly evil and ungodly, do we stand out in a good way to God? Three things tonight. Number one, can I say this? You stand out, you look different to God if you are his, if you are his. I'm going to give you three words to begin with the letter H. If you are his. Noah here in this story, as God looks down, he saw Noah and he said, thee have I seen righteous. Can I tell you, God looks from heaven tonight and he knows those that are his. Can I tell you, there's only two groups in this room. There are those that are his and those that are not his. There are those that are sheep and those that are goats. Jesus Christ said this in John chapter 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. I heard about your spring revival and many people getting saved. That's a wonderful thing. Can I tell you, as God looks down from heaven tonight, he goes through these pews and he knows those that are his. Does God see everyone in this auditorium tonight? Absolutely. But those that are his stand out to God and they look a little different to God. Just like he said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. I enjoy going to the airport and, and, and getting off the airplane. And sometimes you get off and now you got to get through security and all that. But you start walking off the plane and there's a group of people that have just unloaded. And as you start to go through security, there's always some people waiting. And they're waiting for one of their loved ones. And sometimes they're on their tippy toes and, and they're looking and, and boy, they've got this look and, and they'll look at me and look right by me, Pastor Fury, because they're not looking for me. They'll look at someone else and they'll look right over there. But then you'll see their eyes connect with the one they're looking for. It could be their brother, their sister, their, their, their spouse. It could be their child, their grandchild. But they find that one that stands out to them because they belong to each other. Can I say this tonight, as God looks down at Bethel Baptist Church and he's looking, does he see you and do you stand out because you're his, because you belong to him? Are you a sheep tonight? You say a sheep, yeah, that's what Jesus Christ called those that are his. Are you a child of God? You know what the Bible says this in John chapter three, ye must be born again. Maybe you're here tonight and you say, Mike, I don't even know what you're talking about. Listen, you need to be born. We've all been born physically, but you need to be born spiritually into God's family. And you do that by faith, by calling on the Lord Jesus Christ and asking him to save your soul. And he comes into your heart and that makes you a child of God. And when you become a Christian, a child of God, when you're born again, you belong to him and you look different when you're his. Does God see this whole world? Sure he does. And can I say this? Sadly, most are not his. The Bible says broad is the way that leads to destruction. Oh, and many are on that road. 
Most, as God looks down and he sees the people in this world, most do not belong to him. But the Bible says this, narrow is the way that leads to life everlasting. And few there be that find it. As he looks through this auditorium, can I tell you, I don't know those who are his, but he knows. I can't tell you if you belong to God or not. I don't know if you belong to God or not, but God knows as he looks from heaven, are you his tonight? Are you sure you are his tonight? Can I tell you the greatest thing in the world is knowing you're a child of God. If you've never trusted him as your savior, that's what you need to do. You don't need to become a Baptist. You don't need to give your money to this church. You don't need to be here every service, though we'd love to have you. You need to know you have Jesus Christ in your heart. And then you become his and you look different tonight if you are his. I remember we took Travis to get his hunting license. If you don't like hunting, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to offend you in any way, but we went and Travis went to get his hunting license. We stood there and we come up to the registration table and they asked for our names. Dad, what's your name? I'm Mike Clark. This is my son, Travis. He's going to get his hunting license. And so, okay, they start flipping through. Bill and John and Stephen, and they go through this whole list of cards of people that are scheduled to take their test. He's like, I don't have a Travis. Trav's just a little guy, and he's looking up at me. I'm like, I don't know. He's kind of getting nervous. Bill, would you check your list of cards over here for Travis Clark? He looks through. No Travis Clark. And all Trav's starting to get nervous. He wants to get his hunting test taken so bad, and he's sitting there. And, but, but no Travis Clark. Can't get his test taken. Let me check one more time. And the guy looks, and he goes, oh. And he starts kind of rubbing the two together and sure they were stuck together he's like oh here I got it Travis Clark we got and Trav looked at me and he's like man that's a good thing he could take his hunting test you know the Bible says this that those who have received Jesus Christ as their savior your names are written down in heaven and one day we're all gonna die and I don't know if you're his or not but you don't want to be standing there like Travis, hoping, watch, not taking a hunting test. We're talking about going to heaven. You better know that your name is there. Mike, I've been in this church many years. I might have even got an award tonight for how long I've been here. That's not what it's about. Are you his tonight? Do you look different because you're his? Young people, are you his? If you don't know, settle that tonight. Don't, don't chance that. Number two, we look different. Number one, we said this, if we're his. Number two, you look different if you're holy. If you're holy. God looked down in Genesis 6. Notice this, verse 5 and 6. And he said this, God saw the wickedness of man. And everything was so bad. And it grieved God in verse 6 because of how wicked man was. But then it says this in chapter 7, verse 1. Thee have I seen, watch, righteous. When God looked at Mr. Noah, he didn't see an unholy, wicked guy. No, he saw a holy man. He saw a man that was his, and then he saw a man that was holy. Can I say this? There's a lot of people who are not living right who are living ungodly, they cheat, they steal, they may be immoral, they do all these things. But can I say this? There's a lot of people who want to live right and want to live holy. Still around, we gather here tonight and I, I think you want to live holy and I want to live holy and I'm not perfect. But in Noah's day, Pastor Fear, there was no one. But Noah and Mrs. Noah and the little Noahs and everybody else was wicked, man. 
Sometimes we feel like we're all alone. Sometimes we feel like there ain't many people doing right. Can I tell you, there's a whole lot more people. You're talking about the Man Up Conference and all that. You'll get some men there together. Not perfect, but people saying we want to live holy. And there's still a remnant in our day. But in Noah's day, there was no one but Mr. Noah and his family. But God looked down and boy, like a blinking light, like Rudolph with that, with that glowing note. He just stood out and God says, I see that guy. He's mine. He's mine. And, and, and he's living holy. And Noah lived holy. God looks down at this church tonight. Let me ask you this. Are you living holy? It's not easy, but it can be done. Teenager, are you committed to living holy? Adult, are you committed to living holy? What are we watching? What are we listening to? What are we doing? How are we talking? Melinda sang, when the world sees me, do they see Jesus in me? Can I say this? It, 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 it would be laughed at in this world, in Hollywood, in other places that we would preach about living a holy life. Sin is just popular and living holy is unpopular. Sin is just fine. But, 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 but coming to church and, and hearing that you're not supposed to do this and you're not supposed to, it's not very popular today. But listen to me, we should not worry about what the world thinks is popular. We should worry about what God thinks is popular. And the world may mock you, teenagers, listen to me. The world may laugh at you if you're not drinking alcohol and you're not uh, being immoral and you're not doing these wrong things. But, but church, listen to me, what's more important than anything else in this world is that God gives his approval for how you're living your life and how I'm living my life. And church, let me just be frank with you. It's not just the world that is ungodly, but now even within the church, there's an unholiness. And, and, and I really believe social media has accelerated this. People that will claim the name of Christ, and yet you look at how they dress, how they talk, what they watch, what they drink, and they're just living any old way. Can I tell you the Bible's true when it says this, friendship with the world is enmity with God. How holy should we be, Mike? Be ye holy as I am holy. We're supposed to be like God. And I've even got the guys that I went to Bible college with that would kind of laugh at me for being holy. Can I tell you, God's not laughing, but God gives his approval tonight. And do we have a group of people that says, you know what? We're his by the grace of God and we're trying to live holy. I wonder where the 12 year olds are, the 14 year olds are, the 16 year olds are, the, the young singles, the 20 year olds, the young married couples, the older people that say, you know what? No matter what this world does, let them mock we want to live holy lives. Here's the world and just picture it. God sees everyone. But there's a group that are his. And you look different to God. Can I tell you, there's a smaller group, almost like a bullseye. They're not just his, but they're also committed to living holy. And that's the way Mr. Noah was. And then lastly, let me give you this tonight. Not only was Noah different and looked different because he was his, not only did he look different because he was living holy, but he also looked different and stood out to God because, number three, he was helping. He was helping. Look at this. What's God going to do? He says, I'm going to wrap up. I'm going to send judgment. And verse 14 of chapter 6, this is what the Bible says. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. And if you know anything about the ark, it was a big ark. And it took 120 years to build. 
Room shalt thou make in the ark, and thou shalt pitch it within and without. God said, Noah, I've got a job for you to do. Will you help me? He said, you can count on me. And notice what Noah does. Chapter 6, verse 22, watch. Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. Noah did everything God wanted him to do. Noah said, you know what, God, I will be glad to help. Church, listen to me. Lost world, God sees every person in this world. But there's some people that look different, and that's those people that are his. And then there's people that look even more different, and they're his, watch, and they're living holy. And then there's a smaller group. They're his, they're living holy, watch, and they're helping. They're busy serving God, and it's a smaller group, but it's the group this church needs to be in. It's a group you need to be in. It's a group I need to be in. Can I say this? God has always had the help wanted sign in the window. We read the scriptures in the New Testament where Jesus talked about the, the, the fields are white unto harvest, but the laborers are few. Bethel Baptist Church, let me ask you this. What are you doing for God to help? Are you involved? And I believe many of you are, but I know you have master clubs and you've got a bus ministry and you've got Sunday schools and you've got cleaning and I don't know if you've got nursing homes or what other ministries are out there and giving to missions. But all of us ought to be helping ought to have some job to do. You say, what about the future of this church? Will there be an 86th year and an 87th year? And will this church decline or will this church grow? It depends if we're going to look different. Churches will be full of people tomorrow not willing to help with the work of God. They'll come and they'll sit. But let me remind you of this. God is not going to say, well done, thou good and faithful sitter. He's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Some of you say, Mike, I'm a little bit up in years. I can't do what I used to do. And that's fine. God doesn't want you to do what you can't do, but he will help you do what you can do. And God looked down and he said to Mr. Noah, hey, I've got an ark I need built. And he said, I'll do it. And he did everything that God wanted him to do. Can I tell you in just a short time, your life's going to be over. And you're going to stand before God. And you know what? You better make sure you're his. We better make sure if we ever want to hear well done that we lived holy. We didn't let culture, political correctness, Christian culture affect our behavior. We lived holy. And then also we spent our days helping pastor has said many times about the people of this church that will come here and put in hours and hours and hours and hours. Can I tell you, not one thing you do will ever go unnoticed by God. I think of that old song, and I don't even know all the lyrics, but it talked about how my house is full, but my fields are empty. It goes something like this. Push away from the table. Look out through the window pane. Just beyond the house of plenty, that's where we sit tonight, lies a field of golden grain. 
Simcoe, it's where you are, preacher. It's where you are, preacher. It's Berlin, New Jersey. And it's wide unto harvest. But the reapers, where are they? Oh, with a hush, can't the children hear the father sadly say, My house is full, but my field is empty. Who will go and work for me today? It seems my children all want to stay around my table but no one wants to work in my fields no one wants to work in my fields tell you a lot of people too busy golfing i'm not against golf too busy playing too busy doing the yard too busy making money i'm not against any of those things But we ought to all have time to do the work of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Let me ask you tonight. Do you look different? Not to me. To God. Say, how will I look different? How will I stand out? If God looks through and goes, she's mine. She's mine. Oh, not him. Not her. Not... He's mine. He, and God knows. You look different if you're his. Oh, you look different if you're holy. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Got a clean house. No boasting. No big head. Try to have good music. Try to look right. Try to talk right. Try to watch the right things. Oh, we've got a corrupt world around us, but we're trying to live holy as God would have us to. And then here it is, Lord I'm surrendered to do whatever you want me to do. I'll help. I'll help. Can I tell you who's going to hear well done? Those that are his and holy and then also willing to help. What if I'm not willing to help? What if I'm not living holy and I'm his? Well, you'll be saved yet so as by fire. You, 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 you may make it into heaven, but you'll never hear well done. I think of Mr. Noah, and oh, what a guy he was. In that day and age where everybody, literally everybody was doing wrong. Nobody had time, and nobody had time for God. God saw it. He looks down on you tonight. Listen to me, I don't care if you're in the first row, the second row, the third row, the fourth row. Here's the greatest question of the night. Are you his? I didn't ask you where your church church membership is. I didn't ask you how many times you've been here. Are you his? If not, you need to pray and accept Jesus Christ into your heart and become his. I ask you this next. Are you holy? Young and old alike. Be ye holy, for I am holy. And then I ask you lastly, are you helping? I could do more than do it. Do it. Determine tonight, you know what? In the 86th year of this church, as we start a new year, I'm going to do something for God. And I'm going to come down here and I'm going to ask God what he wants me to do. 
I'm going to volunteer. And you may work a job 40 hours a week. You may own a company. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you willing, and this is all God. God wanted Noah to do what he asked him to do. Not what he asked someone else to do. Doesn't matter what Brother Fury does or this pastor does or someone. What are you willing to do? Are you willing to do what God asked you to do? Are you willing to be a helper? Here's the question. Do you look different tonight? I hope we do. Noah surely did in his day and age. Father, we love you. Thank you for your blessings. God, I thank you for this great church. And Lord, we live in some trying times. Lord, there are many people who love you and I pray we'd be amongst that group. And God, as you look down from heaven, I pray that we'd look different than the rest of this world because we're yours. There's one here that's not saved, God. I pray they would be. Lord, maybe there's some people here and they're living like everybody else. God, I pray that they would commit to living holy. This church, God, needs to be a holy place and it can only be a holy place if its members are holy. And then God, in a day and age where people are running around, eating and drinking and just enjoying a life, eat, drink and be merry, God, I pray there'd be some people that would pause and look to you and say, God, I want to enjoy life, but I want to make sure I'm doing everything you want me to do and I'm willing to help. With heads bowed and eyes closed, how many would say, Mike, I'm his and I know I'm his. I remember when I trusted Christ as my savior. I belong to God. Here's my hand. I know I'm saved. Would you slip up your hand if that's you? You'd raise your hand if you'd say, that's me. I know I've been saved. Thank you for that. You may put your hands down. I wonder if there'd be here tonight anyone that would say, Mike, I'm not sure I'm his. Maybe you've been to a church many times, maybe not. And we're not worried about that. I'm not sure I'm a child of God. I'm not sure I'm going to heaven. But would you pray for me? And I won't call your name. I don't know your name. But I will include you in my prayers or anybody at all. You'd lift your hand and say, pray for me. I'm concerned. I want to go to heaven. As God looks to this world, I want to make sure that I'm his, that I'm a child of God. Pray for me. Would you just lift your hand if that's you quietly? We won't call you out at all. Anybody at all? As I just look across the room, I see that hand. Anybody else? You'd lift your hand and say, pray for me. I'm concerned about where I'm going to go when I die. And I want to know that I'm his. Anybody at all? You'd lift your hand. I'm going to say, I want to live holy. Maybe you're teenagers, maybe you're young people. Say, whether it's popular or not, I want to live a holy life. And you'd lift your hands. The Lord spoke into your heart tonight. Would you raise your hand if that's you? And maybe God put something in your heart. I see hands around there all over the room, all over the room. I want to live holy. How about this? The Lord spoke in your heart about helping and you want to make sure that you're doing all that God wants you to do. Maybe you could do a little bit more for the cause of Christ. Give a little bit more, witness a little bit more, work a little bit more. How many of the Lord spoke to your heart? You want to make sure you're, you're helping. Would you lift your hand if the Lord spoke to your heart about that tonight? And hands all over the room. Let's stand together. The piano will play. Pastor will take the invitation. It's open even now. Step out and come. Melinda's going to sing, Do They See Jesus in Me? While she's singing, you come and get this thing straightened out with the Lord tonight. Let's do business with God.
be saved tonight. Don't leave this place without knowing Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Are you saved? you're not much help. You got to get that straight first. Let's do business with God.